Welcome to the About Sex Podcast. I'm Joshua Skirtu. And with me, as always, is my lovely wife, Angela Skirtu. Hi. Hi. How Hi. are you? I'm sick. <laughs> I know. Josh is sick today, everybody. I have a cold, so everybody out there, you get to hear me go <laughs> into the mic. He will try not to. I will try not to. Please. I have, I have warm tea. <laughs> and Angela is going to go ahead and introduce our I'm guest gonna today. I'm going to introduce our guest today. <laughs> so this is Jen Jester of Birth Wisely Dukes Doula Services. Um, and in the near future, midwifery services. She's an experienced doula and has served over 300 St. Louis families over the last 13 years. You're finishing your Bachelor of Science in midwifery, and you plan to get certified as a professional midwife early next year. Would that be 2018? That would be 2018. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That is next right. year. That is the next year. You're so good okay, at Okay, why don't you tell us a little more about that, because that is a long line, a long paragraph to read. So let's start with what is what a doula is. What is a what doula? What is a doula? And not okay. a doula oblongata. Yes, we it's kept not saying a part that. of the brain. It's not That's the part right. that makes the alligators angry. But I am angry. very smart. Oh, oh, yeah. You are, you are. Uh, tell us more. So a doula is a trained, non-medical birth professional mm-hmm. that provides informational, physical, emotional, and sometimes spiritual support to people when they deliver babies. So this means that I'm sometimes an advocate. I'm sometimes a shoulder to cry on. I'm a, uh, a consultant of sorts during mm-hmm. the pregnancy and during and during the birth. I'm in the birth room. Mm-hmm. I'm coaching. Are people beating you? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I, I did have a woman break a finger once. Oh, oh wait. Um, of yeah. yours? Of mine. Holy cow. Yes. She broke your finger. She broke my finger. I was, I was reading her right. paper earlier and she said somebody spit on her once. So I was like, I think <laughs> oh, that's people are beating her. <laughs> so wait, how'd she break your finger? Well, it's a physical event. Uh, so <laughs> people Birthers? often squeeze your hands oh, yeah. whenever they're experiencing birth control. Mm-hmm. And so this woman actually had arthritis, but oh. she was able to break my finger. So I learned that you don't offer the whole hand like a handshake. Mm-hmm. You just offer your thumb and I they see. squeeze oh. your thumb. And so then they can only break your thumb. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. it's so like they're bearing down. And yeah, because so if you get two fingers right. together. I you know, I was really lucky. Me. I didn't have to do Ouch. that because I had a C-section. I didn't feel anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the benefit for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. There were negative parts, but yeah. Pros and cons, pros and yeah, cons, you yeah, know, cut open scar, but you know, it's right. a little <laughs> easier. Yeah, well, totally. so what do you like about being a doula? Oh, man. Um, I love the challenge of never wa- knowing what I'm walking into. So yeah. Every day is solving. something new. Every day is something new. People are interesting and everybody's got their story. Everybody has their own birth experience that we don't know what to anticipate Mm -hmm. Uh, so walking in problem solving helping them reach their goals and of course being an advocate and a buffer for some negative things that can happen during birth um, happen to be something that I like I like to be a voice when someone can't find their own Right. Mm-hmm. If that makes like, sense. Somebody like advocating for need. themselves. Yeah. Advocating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what it do. reminds me of? Remember that Monty Python movie? Have you ever seen the um, the meaning of life? The meaning of life and yeah. that uh, pregnancy? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. oh my god, it was terrible. What do like, I do? <laughs> You're not qualified. You're not yeah. qualified. <laughs> yeah. That's after we yeah. watched. Like after I had my baby, we watched that and we were like, oh my god, that's exactly what the pregnancy experience was like for yeah. us. Here's your baby. Here's your baby. And they ran across literally right. in the exact same fashion. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. It was funny because like one woman was running and the other one trailed with the placenta in her hands like <laughs> they and did. they quickly held the baby up here's your baby and kept running i'm like, like am i supposed oh, to follow them like, we go up, and I somebody tell me what the to table, do so. <laughs> yeah right like they just oh, pulled man. it out like it was right. awesome so i actually is that watched what the experience it. is like cool. for you <laughs> well well for me i'm trying to keep you connected to the experience okay uh mm-hmm. so i i ask questions of the staff i let you know what your rights are as the partner mm-hmm. i let you know what your rights are as the gestational parent or the person who's delivering the baby mm-hmm. um a lot of that is is doing some some prep work right okay. to make sure that we know what questions we need to be asking and sometimes we're thinking on the fly so mm-hmm. if you if you wanted to be with your baby nobody in that delivery room is going hey man now it's your turn. Go see your baby. Uh, but your doula no. can walk you right over there and yeah. say, hey, let's go yeah, touch you, your baby. You I can talk to your baby. I kind of didn't know what to expect. Like, you I didn't know sure what I was supposed hands. to do with my hands. <laughs> I right. really did. Like, I was like, am I supposed to be in the room for this stuff? Like, exactly. I, didn't, I didn't know yeah, anything. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of direction. And maybe yeah. they're in crisis. I don't know. But they just they're seem not. like, we're getting this stuff done. No, they're just, they're, they're following their routine. And so they're oh. doing their job. They're doing their job. They so don't care my about job it. is to make sure that your experience is a good one. I and see. I can okay. tell you, you know, what to expect before you walk into the room, how mm-hmm. you can comfort Angela during that time, that you mm-hmm. actually can hold your baby when you're in the OR. You mm-hmm. don't have to just watch her from afar. You don't have to just hold her tight. There's lots mm-hmm. of things that you can do to kind of stretch what the staff is is used to when you have a trained mm-hmm. professional with you. Mm-hmm. So what should people know 
if they were like having their first baby, like what kinds of things should they be advocating for for themselves? Well, just know that you always have a choice. So if you're okay. if your staff member uh, says, "Hey, you have to get in this bed," you can you can come right back and say, "Well, what if I don't want to be in that bed?" <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. um, and you can do use unique positions. Like, give too, her right? a sedative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't have uh-huh. to. Do, I heard that like the the normal position. I'm gonna just so you guys know, it's like this. Um, I hear that that's not necessarily the best position. It's for not giving birth. The stirrups. No, it's that's better for riding a horse. Right. That's right. It's actually it is better for the OBGYN. I mm-hmm. did have an unfortunate experience with an OBGYN. And while I was there, I told my client, well, a car mechanic has to be able to see the parts, honey. So, no, the actual, if we let a... <laughs> If we let a person deliver, I know it's kind of funny car. and condescending <laughs> and misogynist all at the same hilarious. time. No, it. he just compared you to an inanimate object that he he's sure working did. on. Hey, that was very keen of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else? So, so no, if we leave, if we leave a person to their own devices to deliver their baby, mm. they mo- they they will they most likely deliver terribly. on. On hands and knees. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, that's because that's the instinct of like bearing down. Because you can bear down. down. You've got oh, a little yeah. bit of, mm-hmm. I guess, gravity. Yeah. <laughs> gravity. Okay. And you're you're bent at the hips, and it oh, lets okay. a back it helps the baby exit. pass. Yeah. Well, and it also reduces tearing. It slows the birth down a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and it, it makes the widest space in the pelvis. Mm-hmm. So that's oh. why being on your back. That lithotomy so position great. is not ideal. And that's why some people like doggy style. That's exactly <laughs> right. There's more space. Yeah, because that's where we need more space in there. <laughs> not less. Doesn't hurt as much. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, so then what other things should people know going into the pregnancy situation? Okay. Um, so that you can be comfortable. You don't have to be uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. having somebody with you can help you um, learn how to cope with, with your pain, that you can uh, get up and move, that, you know, you, you can involve your partner however however you want to be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, some partners just want to kick back and drink a beer and watch the game. Mm-hmm. Others want to be hands-on. Oh. Wait, that was a choice? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. It was not a choice. He, he was like, we had a long Nobody conversation. Told me there could be beer like, in the OR. I don't know OR. if I want to be in the room. I'm like, you're going to be in the room. That's if happening. If there had been beer yeah. in the OR, it wouldn't have been a question well, every, at all. Every couple is different. Yeah. Well, yeah. back uh, in the old timey days, didn't the guys just hang out in another room? Well, they were kicked cigars. out. Even if they wanted to be in there, they couldn't be in oh. there. Oh, and really? that, that's actually one of the things that triggered the natural birth movement or the unmedicated birth movement mm-hmm. is that partners wanted to be involved. Right. Um, and, you want to make and, sure she's safe. Right. And the pregnant person wanted their partner in the room with them because just you being there is comforting. Yeah. Sometimes we like you. Right. <laughs> right, and Probably so not in those moments, though. You're pretty pissed. You put it in me. <laughs> this is your fault. That's what you see in all the comics or the what are those those little comedy comedy shows? They always have them like getting really mad at their partners. Right. Does that happen? Does often? It? Not often. Yeah. But, oh, really? but sometimes it does happen. Okay, Maybe finger breaking. Yeah, they, yeah. They'll just break my fingers, and you're safe, then, yeah. buddy. Uh, no, no. But everybody just needs to know that they have lots and lots of choices. They mm-hmm. can question what's being offered to them. They are entitled information and they don't have to do everything that's that's offered up and birth can be a comfortable and rewarding experience it doesn't have to be scary yeah and so having a consultant or an advocate with you in the room is, is a pretty crucial part of that process, especially for first-timers. Yeah. Because hmm. you d- you've never done it before. What got you into this field? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you get asked that a lot? Yeah. I my, get asked that a lot. Well, it's like a <laughs> funny story. Um, you know, a lot of people who do this work, are they feel a calling or they feel inspired. They just love moms and babies. And mm-hmm. I actually never wanted kids. You um, never wanted kids? <laughs> you have kids, right? I do. I have two children. <laughs> you're like, I wanted nothing to do with you. Yeah, kids. no, no. <laughs> you, but you're there, so I'm going to deal with this. <laughs> um, I mean, I had to raise my brothers and sisters. So by the time I was in college, I'm like I'm done. Yeah, um, you already spent before. Right, right. Uh, so I, my best friend, we owned a two-family flat downtown, and mm-hmm. they lived upstairs, and we lived downstairs. And I, I had home births, which doesn't mean that I want my clients to have home births. Eighty percent of my clients deliver in the hospital. So, mm. um, but I chose home birth for myself because I was a nice low-risk pregnancy. Uh, so I delivered my baby at home. My, this was my son, my second child, and I told my my best friend who lived upstairs. I said, Hey, man, I just want you to take care of my daughter, and then you need to get out 
when it's time to have the baby. Like, I don't want you there. This is an intimate space. Mm-hmm. Well, my best friend's very sneaky. Um, and she decided to kind of hide out in the corner. So she totally disrespected my wishes. But it was fascinating to her. I mean, if you think about it, like, women aren't exposed to birth anymore. That's funny. We she don't see each corner? other. I, she did. That Wait, like, series. about a year or something? Like, I had no idea like, she was in the room. Oh you were just, too in, intense. I, well, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. doing something really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I'm so, assuming it's intense. Yeah. It's very intense. Yeah. And, and so she kept herself small. Anyway, so it changed her life to be able to see that. Mm-hmm. And and she said, oh my gosh, that was amazing. When I have kids, I loved what your doula did for you. Would you be my doula? And mm-hmm. I said, you're nuts. You know, oh, no way. She asked you to be a doula. She asked me you to be a doula. Never considered doula. Never considered it. Ship before no, that. No, no. I, I got, <laughs> I I got my bachelor's in music. <laughs> like, I was like, no way. And uh, so then when she got pregnant, she really pressed me. And my doula said, you know what? You'd be a really great doula. You should probably consider it. That's mm-hmm. cool. And so then I got my training just for her and fell in love with it and it lit a fire and mm-hmm. I've never looked back. What makes a good doula? Oh. That's a great question. Huh. So somebody who can listen a lot. Yeah. Uh, and someone who doesn't impose their own preferences for the experience mm-hmm. on you. That's I'm good. sorry. I stopped listening to yeah. you. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> can I, do you need me to repeat that? Uh, no, I'm totally just... I respect and honor your place right now. you to be a good listener. <laughs> uh, yeah, I checked out. As a out. therapist, you're an excellent listener, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know I all so about that. Am. I don't just nod and say yes. I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So a, a good doula has to have those good communication skills and has to have their own personal boundaries so that they're not out to make their birth you know making up for their birth experience no mm-hmm. nobody wants that doula because uh then they're not giving you what you want right mm-hmm. they're so, pushing for their own needs weirdly <laughs> well right right they're kind of living vicariously yeah. through their clients like a mom with a, a daughter or son that they're trying to make be an actor or singer mm-hmm. same thing yeah, yeah they like want i want to have a natural birth so i want to make sure you do it exactly the way i thought it was right or so if i didn't get that to, doesn't make for like a good that. doula that's right and some <laughs> of those see. doulas wind up going to battle with with staff members which is never a good experience like for arguing anybody. with the doctors arguing with the doctors arguing with the nurses and some of doulas like to push the limits too with their scope of practice so they'll want to like try to be the medical professional and um, give you recommendations give that maybe aren't appropriate. Where they're not supposed yeah. to. Right. Really. So personal bound, understanding <laughs> your boundaries as a doula makes a good doula. Okay. Um, yeah. And of course, knowing birth is also really important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knowing too. what happens, <laughs> being educated yeah. and understanding all of that. Well, you know, actually, that might be good to go through. Like, what are, I mean, not everybody here who's listening has ever mm-hmm. given birth. So what are some mm-hmm. of the stages they should expect in birth? Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh, Like a guys. big science no lesson here, right? Yes. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, first you have a baby inside you and then it comes yeah, up. Yeah. Well, no, no. Before right, that, that you have sex, right? Uh-huh. You have to have sex. Well, no, 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 no. Like, no. Not all the time. Hold on. No. Hold on. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Actually, I have the stork will show up and have sex with your wife. That's right. That's right. This is like, we need to give medically accurate information here. Nine months later, the stork comes, comes back, back and delivers, and delivers the, baby. the baby for yeah, you. That's yeah, our, and that's you don't need a doula, so this no. is, yeah. <laughs> no, you got a stork. Oh right. It's the Vlasic one, too. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. He's, a he's, a, he's a dapper wow, he fellow, like, right, with his glasses and jobs or something? He's like, <laughs> well, don't all You storks? better push. Why do they have extra jobs? What? I don't know. Why is there a stork that represents Vlasic pickles? I have no idea. I don't know why storks became a big part of birth. Why are we talking about pickles? Because I'm trying to take you down a bunny trail. That's why. I know. I love it. I love it. The funny thing about, or the interesting about labor and and birth is that it's predictably unpredictable. So I could could walk you through the textbook, okay? Mm. The textbook is you go into labor, your body starts contracting, your uterus starts squeezing the baby, it starts pulling the bottom part of your uterus up and apart. That's your cervix. So it pulls your, your, your cervix short. And then it opens up on the inside. So during that part, that's called labor. It's first stage labor, the dilation and laboring part. And it starts out usually pretty slow where you kind of feel crampy and weird every Mm -hmm. 10 minutes. And then it gets progressively (coughs) closer together, more intense, contractions last longer to where you really have to kind of focus on what's happening on (laughs) the inside of your body. Yeah. And... And then it, it will reach a point where you feel like you can't do it anymore. Like mm-hmm. you're just dying, like you're going to break in half. Like, That's when you cancel it. This is so it, overwhelming. This on. doesn't sound like yeah. a great experience. No, it's, it's pretty, it's an intense experience. But your approach is what makes it uh, easier to endure, right? right. So if, okay. if, we, if we walk in understanding that, that our bodies are already made to do it and that we have systems already in place. So chemicals that are released mm-hmm. uh, play a big part into that and and setting the stage and the atmosphere for the person to be comfortable when it's mm-hmm. happening. So it's a lot like sex. So when 
when you have sex, most people, when, mo when most humans have sex, it's an intimate experience. Mm. Consent needs to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, the environment needs to be safe. Usually there's some dim lighting, some touching. Mm -hmm. And so setting that stage At least one helps. dungeon room. <laughs> At least one dungeon, yes. Oh, yeah. um, and so we need something that vibrates. Yeah, yeah vibrators. Yeah. That Those sometimes are nice. is helpful too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, sex can sometimes trigger labor too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But but mm -hmm. we want we Wants want to them to be comfortable as comfortable as possible. And so when we have that mental set, you know, yeah. already there, mm -hmm. then it makes coping with the pain easier. Anyhow, so once once we reach the point where we say we can't do it anymore, is about the time when the body's finishing dilation and the baby's going to come. So that's when it's time to actually do it, but that's when they're ready to give up. That's when they're, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is when most people get the epidural, mm -hmm. right? Most people get the epidural when they're between six and 10 centimeters dilated, when mm -hmm. the show's about to be over yeah. and the hard work starts right before the pushing. So... Once huh. we get through that, I know it's interesting to think about, isn't it? Yeah, because like they're almost done, but like it's just been so painful. They're like, screw this. I don't want to do it anymore. Does it get uh -huh. more painful, though? Sometimes. At that point. But most of the time it doesn't. So when, when we push with, with the, the breaching baby, and the pushing, that doesn't make it more painful? I heard it feels Usually like a big not. poop. No? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It, it kind of does feel like a big poop. Yeah. Um, when the baby's head is stretching all of your tissues down there, though, that can be like a burning sensation. Yeah. Like if you take your mouth and you stretch as wide as you yeah, can, you that, that burning. Kind of cutting oh, on the yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I've had a big poop like that before. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Well, this is <laughs> like. It came out and it was a baby's arm, you know? This is like the biggest. Yeah. But It was pretty big. I had to reach That was a pretty big meal. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Why did you go? <laughs> I went it's okay. There. You, what, he's sick. Listening. We're gonna give him a. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my brother Josh is kind of like that too. Maybe it's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> it's often We're goes always to poop. Around. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my yeah, goodness. I have to go kill Get us back now. on track, Jim. <laughs> okay. That's all right. So we're what pushing. We so we're pushing. We're, we're, we're pushing not so poop. We're my cervix is dilated. Mm -hmm. My uteric, uterus is it it's contracted. It's pushing down the baby. It's pushing down yeah. on the baby. Saying, get okay. out of here, Saying, baby. Get out. So what happens next with so my the body? Mother, the mother bears down instinctually, usually. Mm -hmm. And the baby slowly makes a turn around the bones of the pelvis and starts descending out of the vagina. And there's pushing happen happening usually about every three to five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, resting in between. And then the baby's head is born, and then the baby's body is born, and voila, we've had we, we've had baby. a baby. Yeah, you win. Uh -huh. <laughs> and and for first timers, it's usually about a twenty-four hour experience. So from oh, wow. I think I'm in labor to not being so hard, just kind of annoying, mm -hmm. to baby in arms is usually about twenty-four That's a hours. Long day. It is, yeah. but got most of it is spent out of pain. Yeah. Right, because the contractions mm. come and they go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Figuring out how to work with that is important. Yeah. If that's I didn't what you want to do. Contractions. So like I had, my water broke before mm -hmm. and so we had to do an um, technically an emergency C section, but mm -hmm. it was already it was scheduled morning. for yeah. like the next day okay. or the okay. two days later. So like I did get to experience that and I like jumped out of bed and I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, my water broke and he's like, Get off the carpet <laughs> She ran across the house. <laughs> it just I didn't know it was gonna keep going. That's I had to sell weird. that house. Yeah, like when your water breaks, it keeps going. It's not like like one pouch of water and yeah. then you're done. Right. No, like it was a process that mm -hmm. I was not prepared for. Right. Yeah. And if you had, had you had a doula, you would have called your doula and she would have said, now be prepared. Put on a pad. It's going to keep mm -hmm. coming. Yeah. I had to have like a towel. It was yeah. really weird. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't let her in the car without a towel. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You already ruined the carpet. Happening. I did. It was in the last house though. This house yeah. is fine. That's okay. why we sold it, right? <laughs> well, it all cleans up. It's just yeah. organic yeah, matter. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, so, so there's some things on there about sex. So yeah? you were uh, on here, you mentioned normal psychological birth mm -hmm. that's an what does that mean normal so the the normal birth mm -hmm. or is different than common birth right mm -hmm. so the common birth is is the scenario that i described where we we have our we have our contractions we freak out we get the epidural we have baby mm -hmm. so physiologic <coughs> birth or normal birth is the realization of your body's potential without all of those without all the medication mm -hmm. okay so some people want that experience not mm -hmm. all people do i mean some people hire a doula and they're like eh, i want to i want an epidural at seven centimeters and i want you doula to help me get there yeah. um, okay. so and i i do that i do elective cesareans all the things but so a normal physiologic birth is letting the body do its thing yeah. and working with it. So yeah. that's what I'm an expert in. So your nurse is an expert at managing your labor and monitoring things. Your doctor is an expert at the delivery and the immediate postpartum. And a doula is the expert at labor. So I see labor. I know how to help manage it. I know mm -hmm. how to work with it. I know how to problem solve if some things come up. And doctors and nurses don't do that anymore. Yeah. So that's they kind of just tell what you what to do, or like well, they what say do they here do? I have this drug that will help you with yeah. that. 
They oh, just say, okay. no, they just say, I'm going to give you this drug. They really don't even ask. Right. Yeah. Well, and you can true. say no, but they just mm-hmm. say, I'm going to give you this, you know, right. or take this. Well, yeah. and, and most people don't walk in knowing mm-hmm. that they can say no. Right. And yeah. they also don't know how to cope. And so the, the doula helps them figure that out ahead of time and work yeah. and work through it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, but there are some parallels with sex for sure. Yeah. yeah tell us about um, parallels in pregnancy or birth and sex. Birth. Birth and sex. Okay. Birth so it's sex. the same organs, of course, are used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear there's a vagina involved. Yeah. There <laughs> is a vagina involved. Yeah. Uh, this, but the same hormones are, are used. They're just, okay. they're massively, massively increased. So, you know, oxytocin, which is what makes you, or orgasm, right, mm-hmm. is the same hormone that ejects the baby out of your body. Mm-hmm. But you're experiencing way more oxytocin, right? <laughs> um, the positions are often the same. So we mentioned the hands and knees thing, right? Mm-hmm. So doggy style. It could happen. Um, right, it could happen. Um, lying on your sides, uh, sometimes sitting in a chair, squatting down yeah. over something. Yeah. Um, they're very similar positions. And the things that we need during sex, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. those are all similar. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the noises we make are the same yeah. uh, during birth as, as when we're, we're having a lot sex. Of like so sometimes. 50 feet cc's. Stat. <laughs> <laughs> I say that in the bed all the time. I know. <laughs> he does. It's There's a lot really of role playing going on over here. <laughs> I watch way too much ER during sex. <laughs> well, I like, mean, how does like, this have to do with sex? Well, when a, when a mother is experiencing some contractions, especially um, when they're starting to get a little harder, she'll vocalize. Mm-hmm. And so there'll be a lot of mm, like, yeah. mm, grunting and moaning. Mm-hmm, yeah. Grunting and moaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes sometimes people will orgasm when they deliver their babies. Really? Well, again, beca- again, because of the anatomy, the organ, because yep. of what's being stimulated, all the hormones are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, sometimes they're just in that much of a safe mind frame that mm-hmm. that those things are stimulated and that happens for them oh well that's nice that would yeah. be a nice way to give birth it would be an orgasm i will yeah. do that twice we can't we can't we can't plan for <laughs> no, it more. but sometimes it happens that way yeah sometimes it happens well yeah. and you something on there you said was that like sometimes you'll suggest they actually have sex, have sex or, yeah. or make out or something why is that right <laughs> well sometimes labor is slow yeah uh you know a mother wants to to keep things going right she's she's tired of being in labor for 12 hours and oh my gosh how can i get this going well, let's start stimulating those hormones, right? Okay. So start to cuddle with your partner, kiss, make out. Um, sometimes just even even if she's not the recipient, you mm-hmm. know, even if she gives a blowjob, sometimes oh. that's enough to start some emotions going and some hormones. <laughs> she's like got labor and you're like, why don't you give your husband <laughs> a blowjob? I mean, he's doing yeah. hey, so much work. Well, up all I'm saying point. is that when we're in labor and we want it to really move, sometimes we get desperate. <laughs> that's funny (laughs) so yeah so having sex and getting those hormones going can really stimulate things Mm -hmm. and even to initiate the the labor process having sex twice within 24 hours with ejaculation there's prostaglandins and sperm and Hmm. semen and it will stimulate the cervix to open up so yeah interesting our bodies are pretty cool yeah it's pretty awesome yeah Mm -hmm. so like women's bodies are you saying that women's bodies outside of pregnancy are stimulated by semen then yes that's what i'm saying Uh, that can be a turn-on perhaps ladies who say i don't like blowjobs um because i hear that a lot i was just throwing it out there like women are always like they really hate it and Mm -hmm. um but it's funny when i actually go in depth into that usually Mm -hmm. it's that they've either learned how to do it through porn and they think they Mm -hmm. have to deep throat which is not true ladies um or they just are unsure of what to do or how to do it and so they're like worried about their performance and it's not so much about the penis or the penis not being pretty or anything Mm -hmm. which by the way penises are pretty i think they're very lovely oh they're gorgeous yes yes (laughs) (laughs) but so like to know that maybe you know come is a good thing for you might encourage some women to explore oh yeah exactly it's good good for your skin too and it's good well it's good for your vagina i mean it it has some antimicrobial properties so it can help stave off like yeast and things like that as long as your partner isn't yeasty right yeah yeah. Um, because if you're yeasty she's yeasty (laughs) uh oh yeah i know that (laughs) it can it can help clean it up (laughs) all right good to know (laughs) so you you also mentioned breastfeeding uh, mm-hmm. The association with breasts as a culturally sexual. Oh organ. my gosh! What do you mean yeah. By that? So, um, well, breasts are often thought of as sex toys, mm-hmm. right? And even well, they can be. They can they be. They can be. And they can also be other things. I hear. They, <laughs> yes. Apparently, they're the givers of life. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. That they're, old thing. Yeah. They're actually <laughs> giant glands, right? Mm-hmm. So my clients will always say, "Well, they're just bags of fat, and they do have fat around them and and right. through them, but they're actually giant glands that produce all milk to feed your baby." That yeah. Produces it, yeah. Yeah, and mm. they're part of the endocrine system, and it's just fascinating. But so mm. a, a lot of 
a lot of folks that deli- that have the baby, you know, they're pregnant with the babies themselves or their partners will just have a deep t- sexual connection to these breasts and they'll have a hard time mm-hmm. letting that role go or, or, or trying to switch their mentality to it being the giver of life for the mm-hmm. baby rather than something just sexual. something sexual. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that's a process <laughs> for people. Sometimes we'll have to have some pretty frank conversations about what are your feelings about breasts, yeah. Angela? <laughs> Can you tell me about I how think they're beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right. So, but Although what I, about I, your baby touching them? How does that make you feel? I will say I remember, so I breastfed for a while mm-hmm. and I remember it was actually a very intimate experience to mm-hmm. breastfeed. Um, as sex therapists, I've had like, um, I've been to conferences where they talk about it being kind of a sexual and an intimate thing. Not that you're like mm-hmm. sexualizing your baby, but that like there's an intimacy to yeah. the breastfeeding that connects you to the baby in a way that you've never really been connected yeah. to something mm-hmm. before. Yeah, it can be intimate without being sexual. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess, I don't know, like, but it's still, there was some pleasure involved, you know, and sure. so it was just interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, like, but they I are, think... they are, they have a use. Yeah. And yes, they can be stimulated during sex, but so can other parts of your body. We your don't consider the back of your organ. neck a sexual that's organ. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's like right. the reality is, yeah, they're beautiful, great to look at, but they you have You know, I'm really interested too. in they your opinion on this, too, because oh, remember I, when I, I was breastfeeding. I like sharing breast, my opinion. No, no, yeah. when I was breastfeeding, <laughs> do you remember, like, that? did they become not as sexual to you mm-hmm. during that time? If they were like sticky with breast milk or something, or yeah, like I we didn't because I remember they how much detail. Yeah, I'm not gonna I don't care. I'm not gonna so bat them around ago. as much. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really might leak. You know about leakage. That was something mm-hmm. that was like oh, you know. No, I didn't. I okay, well, that I didn't was something like, that we would discuss. As, right? I didn't look at it as a dirty thing or anything. I just yeah. I right. saw it as more, they, they have a use right now. Uh, okay. They'll come back to me. Well, so, some people have a hard time If you love something, let that. it go. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> and then the boobs will return. They'll return uh, of their own volition. And they, did. they return they bigger. Did. They return bigger than they went out. So hey, oh. Okay. Oh, they were. They were beautiful. God, I oh, loved yeah. those uh, I know breastfeeding oh, yeah. The breastfeeding boobs are awesome. They were hot, They were hot, like hot. on the <laughs> higher end of double D's at that point. Yeah, so. I, I remember. R.I.P. breastfeeding boobs. Oh, no, right? But they're pretty. Those were the days. <laughs> but it's interesting to, to explore what people think about lactating breasts. You know, uh-huh. some partners are turned on by lactating breasts and they want to partake in some of that. And, uh-huh. ma- and maybe the person with breasts isn't into that. Or maybe, yeah. maybe. Like, the, you mean they actually want to, like, taste the breast milk? They actually want to taste the breast like. milk and make that a part of their sexual experience. Whereas maybe the other one feels a little awkward about that's it. That's right. Or, right. or it's just for the baby, or that's my time like, with what? the babe. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. if you drink it all, then the baby won't. No. <laughs> Oh, that's not true. Your body's always making milk. Oh, it's always no, making milk. Actually, I was yeah. like, I used to pump right after I breastfed, and I, I became mm-hmm. like a cow. Oh, yeah. I was just pumping that crap out. Oh, yeah. Out. Like, oh, didn't yeah. you only really, like, actually breastfeed the first three months, and then the the like re- I had enough breast milk to last three to another months. three months after. Yeah. But once I went to work, it was harder to, to yeah. milk. So it was good that I had right. like essentially milked myself like a cow before <laughs> right. I went back to work because it didn't yeah. like well, it, she it's was stimulated. because of the hormones, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go back to the feelings of pleasure that you have okay, with your tell baby. Tell me about pleasure because yeah. I like that. Well, <laughs> we're back to those hormones that help you orgasm mm-hmm. and have a baby. So oxytocin again is released when you nurse your baby. Mm-hmm. It releases mm-hmm. milk. And you're you're okay. producing hormones called prolactin that help you f- become addicted to your baby, right? You oh, literally cute. become addicted. And you want to nurture your baby. They're and it's like euphoric. heroin. Yeah, yeah. they I are. Was, I, I was so it's sad. Baby you crack. Stopped. Oh yeah. <laughs> I really. I remember feeling this yeah. sense of deep, like hurt when she stopped, and I just. <laughs> I did. Uh, well, sure. You're, you're letting go you. of a connection. You're okay. <laughs> I know. But you keep still, telling us important things. That's all right. So it, it's now. pleasurable, right? It's an enjoyable experience. And when you're you silly. sever that connection, it's silly. sad. It's sad. It so breasts are, breasts are really important yeah, for lots really of things. Yeah, she really took it bad. I did. Well, was, what happened is one morning, week. so my father-in-law lived with, lived with us at the time, and we started feeding her real food, mm-hmm. and she was only breastfeeding in the morning. And then what happened is, is my father-in-law woke up before me, fed her food, and then she was just done. Oh. And I was like, oh. <laughs> off with his head. Oh. But it was, it was really, no, he was she feeding just the wanted baby. food, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she was more interested in the food than the milk. But God, my life was over then. Mm-hmm. I've, I've claimed right. it back since then. I'm okay, yeah. guys, but like. At the time, it was pretty, pretty hurt. It was pretty well, hard. it's a big deal, and <laughs> yeah. so when you remove your baby from that that experience that causes you that pleasure, it's sometimes it's hard for women to pump when they're at work. 
Oh, because yeah. you're removing a player in the game. Right. You're removing that stimulus. Your, your hormones probably respond to their presence and their right. scent. I heard some women will touch. tape the baby yeah. crying yeah. or yeah. something so that mm-hmm. they play that before they try to mm-hmm. pump at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have pictures of your baby. Have something that smells like your baby because Aww. even though we don't use our noses instinctually anymore, like intentionally, mm-hmm. it still is an important part of the system to help your body produce milk. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like so you can smell I know. Lots the of interesting things. Yeah. Yeah. I can smell the difference. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know that we release hormones when we have sex and things like that that keep you attracted and engaged and wanting to. I mean, we use our noses all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. What are you telling me about your nose? I'm Something's you. happening. Well, well, it's funny. So, I used to work at a sex toy shop long ago before I became oh, a yeah. sex therapist. Like 11 and years one ago. way that people can uh, like play with the uh, vibrator, but in a safe way in public, is you put it on the end of your nose because there's a lot of nerve endings at the end of your nose. And then you oh. kind of feel what it'll feel like on your clitoris. Oh, well, I learned something new today. <laughs> it was Thank so you. exciting. Oh, like, everybody who does it, they're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's a sensitive idea. spot. Oh, now I'm going to have to go home and try that. Now you're going to do that with all your vibrators. Like, ah, listen. Look this happening. is the one. I knew this was the good one. <laughs> oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. You didn't know. Knows is important. Now you know. <laughs> right. Well, right. so what are some interesting stories? Um, oh, man. Are you allowed to tell stories? Because I know there's confidentiality. I okay, well, okay. I, as long as I don't give away any no identifying names, information. No identifying features. Well, before right. we get to some stories, why don't we talk a little bit about the primal brain? Oh, like you oh, mentioned you that. Talk about primal brain. And the okay. relationship and the, well, to sex okay, okay. and birth and the safe space and all that. Yes. Like, what is Ooh, what safe so space do people need? So sex. So that that sex dungeon space again that, that we were oh, yeah. referring to. <laughs> yeah. So it needs to be safe. It needs to be dark. It needs to be somewhere where you can release all your inhibitions. And so this mm-hmm. is why hospitals aren't always conducive to people who want to deliver without medication because mm-hmm. there's bright lights, mm-hmm. there's interruption, like the there's years. eyeballs on you. Yeah. yeah, asking questions, needing you to c- come out of your hind brain, you're out of your primal brain, and using your frontal cortex to mm-hmm. answer those questions. So anytime right. we're disturbing mm-hmm. a woman in labor. We're asking hmm. her to access this part of her brain that needs to turn off. Right. Right. We need to turn off you also, part of the brain. It actually helps to reduce pain when you shut off the, yes. the primal, the mm-hmm. front stuff. The frontal cortex. That's where you Is that what people do when they're hypnosis, like doing the hypnosis, they're trying to shut down this yeah. place? Okay. Yeah. That's exactly right. Ah, very, very good. Very good. <laughs> the so. world is opened up to me. <laughs> and that's also why people dissociate with trauma. Yeah. It's shut safer. off. Yes. Done. Exactly. Exactly. So we want women or people delivering babies to access that part of their brain. Mm-hmm. And if we don't create the atmosphere to do that and the, the safety to do that, then mm-hmm. it's harder for them to, to deliver um, efficiently yeah. and safely and in a space that doesn't induce trauma. Mm-hmm. So the primal brain is super important and we need that part of our brain to deliver the blood to the uterus and we need that part of our brain to shut down everything else that we don't need like it slows our gut function so that we're no longer peeing and pooping all mm. that much and we don't feel appetite that's and helpful when you're on a table surrounded by eight people yeah. Yeah. <laughs> although i say i've heard them say that like you should be prepared for that to happen oh, you yeah. should be prepared to poop okay. but a lot of times you don't yeah. even know it yeah. you, you don't know it. that you're you busy in the muck i no. told you afterward right. did i Oh, you just found out. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea. You totally didn't. There was, was just like scoop numb, though, and throw. So yeah, you had, you, right. as soon care. as they numbed you, it was just like. I was like, just like, give me my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care what happened down there. It was like as a base cannon. Safe. No, you're you know, good. They sew you back up after a C-section. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they don't just leave you open and walk away. We're done. We got the baby. Leave her on the curb. Leave her on the table. Fin for herself. What? You know they don't actually pull your organs out of your body, right? No. Have you ever heard? Yeah, I watched it. That? Well, they they take your they, uterus they and they put it on your belly, but mm-hmm. your organs, your your innards, mm-hmm. aren't pulled out and mm-hmm. put on the table. No, and so some people no. think that. No, oh, okay. um, so I like to dispel that myth often. No, that's a good idea. It's actually really about. cool to watch. It like is. they sliced her open and they kind of popped it open and then mm-hmm. they reached in and cut the uterus, move all this stuff around, and then they start to pull the baby out and. The head got stuck. Uh-huh. Oh, no. It got stuck right at the start. And then he started counting. I was like, why are they counting? But they didn't get too far. And then the baby came out. It was yep. awesome. It is awesome. It was, it was like, boom, really awesome. she's and a he person. he said he fell in love with her cry as soon as he oh, heard it. Oh, yeah. It was so oh cute. I got over that, though. <laughs> yeah, <I got> <laughs> later, because she kept crying. She was the one of the loudest babies, Yeah, she's man. colicky. We oh, love her, man. though. Oh, I had she, one of those. She's yeah, awesome now. Oh, yeah. When we were in the, um, when you were staying there the next couple of days, like, Anytime she woke up crying, we could hear her all the way from our room. Yeah. And she would just wail. And all of a sudden, we would hear a <laughs> cart rolling up. And you'd hear the baby cry slowly get louder. Like, yeah, she's that's coming. That's ours. She's that's coming our to get sweet pee right She's there. coming to get some milk. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she was a hungry baby. All right. 
So well, so I did want to talk about those stories. What's you got a story to share? Something interesting. Oh well, there's so many stories. Um, there's some good stories and bad stories. Well, you said there was one. There was a story you said you got spit upon. I did get spit upon. So that was just this year. That was this year. So in in all of my years, in my 13 years, I've never been spit on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been. I've had somebody bite me. Mm -hmm. I've had a finger broken. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it's pretty high risk job. It sounds. Yeah, I've had I've had people tell me I can go to hell. You know, I mean, there's lots of things that happen when you have a baby. Uh, But so this this person in particular, she was um, she was trying to bear down and push her baby out she was delivering unmedicated mm-hmm. and her her partner reaches and gives her a sip of water um in between her sensations to push mm-hmm. and so she takes this giant gulp of water yeah. and so she's squatting down and i'm below her <laughs> i because i was the midwife at the birth so i'm my hands are there i'm touching this woman's vagina getting ready to feel this baby's head crown and I'm looking at her up, like up at her, like right in her eyes and going, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And so then she gets this big walloping contraction to push her baby out. And the water's uh. still in her mouth. And she just looks at me and unloads. Uh. <laughs> I mean, from from the top of my head to down my shirt, just water everywhere. I, I see. So it was really kind of an accident associated yeah. There wasn't with as much the, anger. It wasn't, no, I was expecting no. an angry spit. Like, no, no. get out of here. Get out. <laughs> How dare you? But she didn't bother to turn her head. I mean, good Lord, she was having a baby. And she just l- unloaded all over me. And the nurse looks at me. And I look at the nurse. And I'm like, get me a towel. <laughs> Can you help me out right now? I'm yeah. sterile. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So yeah, getting spit on is not usually part of the job, but that was no. the first time I've ever been. It's spit an on. added benefit. That's though. hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was I was baptized. Great fringe uh-huh. benefits right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, one thing you mentioned that and there were like spiritual things you were a part of. Mm-hmm. What kinds of spiritual things have you so, been a part oh of? Oh my gosh. Well, I've I've been a part of a Wiccan delivery where we oh. had to have um, pentagrams um, written out okay. and some spells were cast and we. Had had to burn sage and like candles and and mm. and so that's that was an interesting one for sure. I've been anointed with oils in order to walk into the room and be a helpful servant to the yeah. family. You so had to have some oil on. They your had first. to put their shoulder, you know, their how much on my oil? Shoulders. Like, um, like a whole cup on your head. That's a good question. <laughs> no, they they dabbed their fingers in it mm-hmm. and then rubbed it on my forehead. I see. Okay. 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 Uh, and so they prayed over me, and then I. I had to pray with them. They mm-hmm. told me what to say, and and then I walked into the birth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had other other times when I have to keep the room quiet when the baby is delivered because some in some cultures and some religions that babies have to be born into silence, <laughs> and so in one like in Sikh culture, uh, the father has to be the first one to whisper a special prayer into the baby's oh, ear. That's I know, precious. really awesome. That's precious, really it's like, awesome. Become a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> You would make good money. <laughs> you know, it actually reminds me of the Hindu wedding we went to recently. Like they did a lot of blessings for like yeah. the parents and the the kids getting very married. Colorful. Like it was very, it was mm-hmm. very like sweet, and it seemed more about like the couple and a little less about like I don't know, like the boring stuff that I see in Catholic weddings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's all Latin spoken. <laughs> right. A lot of pomp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, well, babies in Hindu cultures also have to be born into a room of silence just mm-hmm. so that they're not being inundated with information that they don't need right away and yeah. so that it's a joyous experience. They're going to have a lot on their plate. Don't Right, too right, early. exactly. Like, yeah. The let's baby has a lot on his plate. Oh, yeah. Right, born into love. <laughs> and within the first week, their day planner is full. And now it's cold and icy. I hate this place. <laughs> Why is there light? <laughs> Right? <laughs> Babies just start yelling right away. And I just wanted to say that she has touched me several times very gently. So if you're interested in a doula, she has a very <laughs> gentle and kind touch. So I, my guess is it's that gentle and soothing when you're helping women give birth. Usually. Every yeah. time yeah. I've been very, very much soothed. Well, you have a hole in your sweater. It was on purpose. So, you know, she has two holes on her shoulders, so it kind of makes it. Hole in a sweater. It's a doula hole, Jeff. Yeah, it's a doula hole. It makes me rub it too. Yeah, because you drive me mental. Anyway, no, I love him. Yeah, whenever she has one that has like a hole in the back, we call that the kissy hole. It's a kissy hole. Kissy hole. She has another kissy hole. That's adorable. My parents call the kissy hole the little divot you have in the back of your neck where your skull meets. Oh, oh yeah, I can yeah. see that as a kissy hole. It's very yeah. pretty. I don't yeah, have a hole pretty. there, though. 
It's not no, really what? a hole. It's right? just a place I to know. somebody Josh. I know. So how does a baby affect your sex life? Like, that's oh, yeah, yeah. We should talk about right. things like can they see the penis and yeah. the vibrators dangerous. Well, you worry about all kinds of whether it's going to still be intact down there and working order. Yeah, that's can you right. bang yeah. when you're pregnant? You can bang when you're pre- yeah. pregnant. Please do. Yeah. Please I think do. it's really important. I do. It is. Well, I mean, the power that made the baby brings the baby. Right. right? right, um, right. It's good to keep that physical connection with your partner mm-hmm. and keep that intimacy because your partner is going to be a part of your birth, most likely. And yeah. you want that to be a nice, intimate space, too. Mm-hmm. But really, babies don't see penises. Or or dildos or okay. or toys because it's all closed off. Right. Everything's yeah, closed off. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, it's inside the uterus. Baby can't mm-hmm. see it. Baby can't feel it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh yeah, people worry about it punching the head of yeah. the baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever? Maybe heard? it'll feel some jostling <laughs> around, like it'll mom's dancing. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they wake up. I remember, like she'd be like, mm-hmm. "What?" Oh, right, yeah. but they don't that. know what's going they on. Don't know. Yeah. That's always the greatest thing to be having sex and get kicked in the face by the baby. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Well, have you? So my my husband calls um, dimples dick dents, uh. <laughs> <laughs> which is ridiculous. That's not actually a thing. That no, is not a not. clinical uh, no. term. It's in not a clinical term. way that your mm-hmm. baby might wake up when you exercise. Right. The same thing may happen with right. uh, you know, like the excitement of sex and the orgasm. Physical exertion. You know, you know. Absolutely, you should sure. continue to have a healthy sex life. But the important things to know about that is that you should do your best to keep toys clean. That's that's mm-hmm. the, the, oh, yeah. the biggest message that I have here today really is toys Wash are great. Your toys. Yeah. Don't be too rough with your toys when a when a when a person is pregnant. Okay. okay. So everybody has their own threshold for for roughness and we're just gonna check in with our partner as the baby gets bigger and heavier. Yeah. Things get a little swollen and sore mm-hmm. down there. You bleed a little easier. Mm-hmm. So let's, you know, just keep that conversation going with your partner. Be more gentle. Be more gentle. Well, um, I mean even when you exercise when you're pregnant, they suggest the same. Like yeah. I love Lower I impact. love exercise. I try to stay healthy but i remember i had to kind of like take it back and even the yoga you do when you're pregnant they like put pillows under your back to help support so like that's this that's the same for even exercise too you know like you got to take it back you can still exercise but like be careful listen to your body don't kill yourself (laughs) right don't kill yourself and and be creative with positions right don't kill yourself the more you know (laughs) angela don't, Don't kill, kill yourself. yourself from your local <laughs> you sex You have therapist. the greatest PSAs ever. <laughs> I do. Well, they're easy and they're, stra- they're, they're straightforward. I, although I think you've, I I think you've already done the Don't Kill Yourself But it's PSA. an important one. I think yeah. it should be repeated. Okay. I agree. <laughs> Don't kill yourself Don't when you're having yourself. sex and you're pregnant. How do we get to this? Right. I know. I, don't know. I just on. always say stupid stuff. I agree. <laughs> but important things all stupid at the same time. Okay, okay. But yeah, so positions are important uh, with the don't kill yourself thing. Like don't mm-hmm. hurt yourself for your partner when you're pregnant, right? So, so are there positions message. that aren't good during pregnancy? When like, your baby is big and heavy, usually mm-hmm. during the third trimester, it's not the best idea to be lying on your back. Okay, so if so you no guys missionary. are like dyed in the wool missionary folks, Interesting. get a little creative, okay? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people will talk to their doula about that. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean I have to Doggy get Doggy style, go on top, maybe Side use a chair. Lying. Okay. Like a chair without mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. and he can be on the bottom and you like sit on top of him. That's a good exactly. one. Belly out because the belly gets kind of big. Yeah, backwards cowgirl is great. <laughs> and then if you have a chair here, then you can hold on to it and bear down. Similar mm-hmm. to giving birth. Exactly. <laughs> like I said, the parallels They're are there. So close. <laughs> you can bend over the bed. Um, lots oh, and yeah, lots of works. things to do. Oh, yeah, that bed thing too. So on your back on the bed, but with your legs up, how would that be? No, for the, so you oh, bend you're not supposed forward. to be on your bed. Oh, you bend okay, forward okay, onto, okay. onto the bed, so your feet on nope, the floor. No pile driver. No pile driver. No pile driver while you're pregnant. No missionary. Yeah, so do be careful. episode on positions i think that would you be really should fun. you <laughs> should yeah, we're not on that right now. <laughs> no not right now that's so, funny oh, i want to talk about that, that creativity too though right so like i think sometimes people rely a lot on penis and vagina intercourse mm-hmm. and yes. as the belly gets bigger it can be a little harder it doesn't mean you can't do it yes but like i would encourage incorporating like hand jobs or as we call them hand joys um <laughs> blow jobs or oral sex a little bit more toys because at times just like this physical exertion mm-hmm. can be tough for women and for men they're like i don't know where to put my hands because it's a big belly you know yeah. mm-hmm. and so even like doing some but then being willing to switch up to doing other things yeah. being creative with your intimacy is important but i think that's important for everybody too oh i agree and 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 keeping the partner um as incorporated into your sex life as you can even if your level of interest is waning as a pregnant Mm -hmm. person so Mm -hmm. you know your needs are important too just like your needs are important and so (laughs) i like you know (laughs) i just leave him on the sidelines until i need him he's my sex slave that's often what what the partners say they go jen said yeah Uh, jen said uh, my opinion matters 
Yeah. My mommy also agrees. <laughs> they say that's about me too. They're like, well, Angela said that's this. That's right. right? Yeah. That's right. We're, we're, we get we're delivering important messages mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. But sometimes uh, pregnant people are told that they can't and um, engage in intercourse, right? So if they're on pelvic rest because we're worried yeah. about preterm labor. I oh, see. Okay. okay. Or if they happen to bleed or if their placenta is too low, then they can't have intercourse. But I, I like to tell tell my clients, and I told this to my students for years, um, just because the ride is shut down doesn't mean the park is closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? There's outer course. So, there's outer yeah, there's course, outer as course. one of my favorite doctors says. That's exactly <laughs> right. So just get creative, make each other yeah. happy in other ways. Um, mm-hmm. Stimulation with your hands is, is a great way to do it when you can't go on the inside. Well, and that that is true for after, right? So mm-hmm. like after you have a baby, there is just this train wreck of blood. <laughs> like exists for a for good four to six, six weeks. weeks. Oh yeah. my God, it was terrible. I had no idea what to expect and it was pretty nasty. But anyhow, yeah, even with during the that time, yeah. Even with the yeah. C-section. I didn't know well, your that at all. was still pregnant, and yeah. it has to get rid yeah. of that lining. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought it would still just be ready to go, but yeah. no. Nope. That did not happen. Gotta it was not. And actually, <laughs> it was, it was interesting. Weeks. My vagina shifted, too. Like, I had a little mm-hmm. bit of pain after inter- or during intercourse after the C-section. And I was like, that's so weird. How did that happen? Because I thought mm-hmm. because of the C-section, I'd be prevented from it. Not the case, ladies. Mm. So anyhow, during that four to six weeks, you guys can still be intimate. But again, it has to do with this creativity. Um, and I think because they say you're not allowed to have sex, they shut that down. But what I see is that starts the distancing between right. the parents until then they have their second kid and then they start yeah. having a sexless marriage and then they end up yeah, seeing yeah, yeah, me yeah. later. You can't take sex out of the marriage. You because should never the have is, that. That's why we're married. Yeah. If I wanted to not have sex with you, I could just be your friend and then it's a <laughs> lot easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, There'd be really, a lot less work involved. I don't want to be your friend, so you know. I'm your husband. No, you're my best friend. Right? Yeah, right. of course. Right. And, and yeah. sometimes you don't have to wait that full four to six weeks. It just depends on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sometimes we have, so most of the, most of the time when we're when we deliver a baby right good and proper right mm. we're not digging around in there with our hands we're not yanking down on her vagina <laughs> oh trying gosh. to get the baby out I've seen a lot okay I never oh, did wow. that um, you know she hasn't been cut she didn't tear that deep um, wow. sometimes we can have we can resume intercourse a little sooner just mm-hmm. depending on the situation down there so taking yeah. care making sure that you have a provider that's going to take care of your business mm-hmm. when your baby's being delivered is a really important conversation to have yeah you yeah. know does, is your Be doctor going to make you me. deliver on your back where it increases the risk of tearing is your doctor going to use hands instruments tools you know mm-hmm. what's yeah. what's your doc's mo yeah, i saw like a video of a pregnancy and they were using a big vacuum to pull the baby's head out sometimes they need to do that now if there's necessity that's different sure you're if there's a medical no, I'm you not want against people to anything. have options. But I mean, the yes. skull. And that, not like maybe a first course sort of thing. Right. right. And you the know? consumer des- deserves to know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. Who am I hiring? You know, what? Yeah. what yeah. How, how are you going to treat this? But like with the vacuum thing, like the skull is more pliable at that point. It's very squishy. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't, doesn't that make cone heads? So the, the, <laughs> the, va- <laughs> the vaginal canal, actually the bony pelvis and the vaginal canal, and the duration that the baby spends in the vaginal canal is what makes the cone head. Yeah. Now, the vacuum will hmm. make like a swollen knot or oh. knob at the end of the head sometimes huh. because you know, it is a vacuum. Well, because it's mean. a vacuum. Um, but sometimes it's really necessary. But is it safe? Like, does that... Bl- that- thing cause any brain damage it doesn't cause brain damage but okay. sometimes it can cause bleeding okay. and bruising and things like on the that. baby on the baby oh mm-hmm. that's scary well, but if you're but using if you, a vacuum to save your baby's life yeah yeah, <laughs> then it's, yeah. Then it's a, a live baby with a little bit of bleeding or no necessary. baby that's right but I no the, the scary. pregnancy mm-hmm. i watched that had that pretty it wasn't dangerous it wasn't an emergency no they just yeah. did it because they want to get it out get done you got that right and so that's why it's important to hire somebody that you, you they have your best interests yeah, in mind or definitely. that they mirror your own philosophy with how you want to deliver your baby those conversations are important yeah okay. definitely yeah i was uh, worried about that when we were planning for the baby but we ended up with c-section so it didn't matter yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. it's a, i mean what i hear is there's just a lot of different things that can happen it can be mm-hmm. dangerous at times so mm-hmm. you want to know what options are there's out there so many different things to you know you want to be safe that's a hard so thing like that's scary you can't even go over it all in one podcast. Like, I know. Really we can. We, you guys, we can talk for a long time. We just touched the surface on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sure she wants to eventually get home to her family, Josh. <laughs> sure. Well, we're right about at a 50 minutes, so all you want right, to wrap it up? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Are there any Welcome. things you want to plug? Oh, well, there's a, a book that uh, was written by a great author, a physical therapist called Issa Herrera, mm-hmm. and okay. she wrote this book called Ending Female Pain. That is really important for reestablishing a sex life after birth has maybe damaged uh, some parts, poor body mechanics after you deliver, mm-hmm. who, who knows, but... Uh, 
Ending Female Pain is a great book for anybody who wants to look into that for their own sexual satisfaction and delivering more babies. Yeah. Um, another one is When Survivors Give Birth by Penny Simkin. So mm-hmm. a lot of women, unfortunately, have been uh, sexually abused. Yeah. And that can color th- what happens when you deliver a baby. Some, you know, because people are touching those parts. Right. Maybe sometimes people some consent is being around. given. Color sex, by the way, throw that in there. Absolutely. What? I, I do a lot of work with women who have been affected, and men who've been affected by trauma, and it can affect your sex life too, because mm-hmm. people can have triggers during their sure. sexual experience. Absolutely. That has to be hard. Right. Yeah, right. So, like, if a do- if a nurse says, "Okay, open your legs," you know, to give an exam, sometimes that triggers some rape victims. So, mm-hmm. if oh, you're wow. if you are have been a victim of abuse and you're pregnant or you're thinking about getting pregnant or maybe you want to have a better experience next time when survivors give birth is a really great text to explore mm-hmm. on your own now of course my services i'd love to yeah, plug if you want a doula for somebody like that dealing with trauma i think it would be good too. to have a doula yeah. around it'd be yeah. great to have a doula really? around yeah. so that and if you wanted a doula you might try gin jester <laughs> <laughs> but there are loads and loads of great doulas in st louis and you're i'm the not best. the best for everybody you're the only one i know so like to be fair she's the best i know of, of all the doulas that i have met you are the best oh well, thank you very much met. you're also the worst of all the doulas I've met. Uh, so it's a i 50, say the 50. same thing to my daughter i'm like you're fa- you're my favorite daughter you're also my least favorite that's right that's right <laughs> only he one never says that to her face <laughs> no i totally do you do josh she knows it. i smile through the whole thing she barely like, knows I what love i'm you, saying daddy you're so funny no she's cute she's adorable well, she does she loves it he throws a fox at her and she's like ah, oh yeah dad. Toddlers are so They're easy to so entertain. Adorable. Just throw something at their head. Mm-hmm. Happy for hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it turns out teenagers are easy to entertain too. Just throw them a video. Huh? Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. So, if somebody wanted to hire you, Jen, how mm-hmm. would they get a hold of you? Tell them you your stuff. You can reach me at uh, birthwisely at gmail.com. You could come visit me at Doula Match. The profile is Jen Jester. Read about me. Read my reviews. Um, you could go see my ancient website, but that's going to mm-hmm. be revamped next year when I become a midwife. So, but that's birthwisely.net if you want to read a little little bit more about me by me mm-hmm. uh or you could reach me at my phone number which may or may not be on or do you guys you can just say it right now 314-374-8901 awesome okay yeah. and of course i'm angela skirtu your neighborhood sex therapist <laughs> and um you can reach me at www.therapistinstlouis.com and i got the book coming out in january Helping Couples Overcome Infidelity, a Therapist yeah. Manual. You're actually on your final... I'm reading the final it, manuscript right now. Yeah. I have oh, to go through the exciting. whole thing to make sure they didn't print. screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, they're doing No, they're great. actually yeah. really good at it. But like, you know, they you have that one last chance and it's like, okay, then that's it. Yeah. And then of course, there's always one or two mistakes. You're like, how did I miss that? But you know, what, what yeah. can you do? Don't worry, <laughs> right. you get letters from random people Graham grammar checking you don't worry. i know i You'll do find totally out. it happens they're like up oh, grammar police yeah. <laughs> use the wrong there there oh, oh the worst okay <laughs> and also you can <laughs> please like and subscribe to our podcast www.aboutsexpodcast.com yeah. the more um likes we get or reviews on itunes, iTunes. the more that people actually find us so yeah. please review us yep okay and i'm josh and I'm Angela. Thank you, Jen, for being Thanks with for us. Thanks for being here. You're really me. awesome. You were really nice cool. to meet you. Fun. Yeah. Have a good right, night, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.